I am Brian Allward Francis uh, from BTechSolutions.ca, and you are listening to the SME Stories Podcast. You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. Hey everybody, thanks for downloading the show. We got a great episode today with Brian Oliver Francis. He's the owner of btechsolutions.ca. btechsolutions.ca is a digital marketing agency in Toronto that provides services for clients worldwide. With over 20 years experience in sales, marketing, business development, and information technology, Brian has created a business that he loves and is passionate about helping people. I've known Brian for over 10 years where we used to work at the largest fitness certification company. He's smart, funny, and I can't wait for you to hear his stories. So sit back and absorb. All right, guys, we have Brian Oliver Francis from btechsolutions.ca. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, aside from having a little bit of a cold. I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Doing all right. Bracing for the, I guess, the snow that we're supposed to be getting. They told us 20 centimeters and over till Friday, and I don't think we even got a, a barely a couple of centimeters yesterday. But the plow piles, though, from the city, that doesn't help. That we had to, We're in a corner lot home, so they just blew everything there. And thankfully, I saw it before my wife had to go to the hospital today. So, oh yeah, fun stuff. Okay. All right. So let's, let's get into this here, Brian. So btechsolutions.ca, what's your story? What's the story? My story is, is a long one. We don't have enough time in the hour. So I'm going to have to give you the Coles Notes version, I think is what they call it. Uh, BTEC itself started because of the pandemic. Prior to, to the pandemic, I was running a, operating a event management company. Okay. So we hosted and produced business networking events, small trade shows, small expos. So we're in the people event management, event production business. So. We dealt with a lot of people live and, and COVID said no to that. We said, no, we're going to shut that down. So you better stop that right now, buddy. So yeah, we, that business went out of business very quickly. Like it just, and we were right in the middle of planning a very big event. We were in talks with MLSE. We were coordinating with a very big event space just north of Toronto. So we were like gearing up to do something really awesome. And then COVID said, excuse me, no, you don't. So we had to shut it down. And then I spent pretty much a year trying to figure out what the heck am I going to do with myself? Thankfully, we have a good amount of savings and financially we're secure. So the panic wasn't too too terrible. So we just took time to kind of figure out what the next move is going to be. So to make a long story short, I took all of my years of experience from different businesses and, and the things that I have a passion for and experience for and came up with BTEC Solutions. We offer graphic design, website development, video production for, for marketing purposes, specifically search engine optimization, social media marketing, writing. So these are all things that I have like, uh, experience in and also a passion for. I do not call myself the expert in any of these areas because it's pretty much all self-taught. So what I did was I signed contracts and hired the experts, the the people who were who are the experts in each of those different areas. And they're all across you know the, the nation. Some of my uh, designers are in Quebec, some are downtown Toronto. Somewhere in the West End, because we're a digital marketing company. Everything we do is uh, all based on computers. Uh, we use technology to run the business, just like how we're doing this podcast right now. I don't know where the heck you are. You could be in Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, through the power of um, the internet and technology, here we are. So we do the same thing, but for marketing purposes, to help people reach their clientele in many different ways and expo- give them great exposure in, in several different ways, depending on what their product service is and how they want to use their, their budget and what their budget is. So that's that's what we do. And that's how we got here. That's what started this business. And quite honestly, I feel terrible for the millions of people who lost lives and jobs and everything because of COVID. It, it's sad. I will never... Stop feeling sorry for these people, but I'm very fortunate and very blessed and very thankful because COVID actually helped me as far as business. This business venture that I've ever started, it started off great financially and just physically. It's, it takes a load off. And there's very little travel. And there's almost no travel. Yeah, you, it's it's funny, Brian, because like when I got into this podcasting thing here, it wasn't something that if you any other if anyone tried to, be, to start their own podcast. Before, like you said, before COVID and everything, you would basically either 
you try to do some online stuff or you might be going to people's office locations, trying to record, getting the sound right. And it can be very challenging. But through the pandemic, like you said, I'm able to chat with you from pretty much almost anywhere and uh, conduct these podcasts remotely. It really, you talk about advantages that, that this thing has brought and very few advantages, but the, the few advantages that it did help, it helped some business become very creative like yourself. So cool. I think what you what you talked about was very, a really great tip actually. So for the listeners of, of the podcast, we're trying, we're trying to help them learn about things and, and think of different tips and tricks they can do to either start their own venture or make their venture more efficient. And so what you talked about there saying that you're not like the expert in everything that you literally worked with specialists in those things, so whether it's SEO, social media and everything. And I think that's a really great tip for a lot of people, because I think for a lot of people, they think they have to know everything. And no, so they, they just keep delaying the start of something. And you could be there could be dollars at the doorstep, but you're because you're so afraid to start paralysis by analysis. No, that, that's really great how you run your business and, uh, and stuff like that. So. You said you're doing really well right now, especially during this pandemic there. So what kind of growth do you expect to see in the next year or two? The next year, what I'm focused on right now is there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things I need to do. We're only, we're just over here a year old. So the company is still very young. So we've got a long ways to go. So right now I'm trying to put my energy more into things that are more sales driven. I'm a, we're a digital marketing company. So of course we advertise and our advertiser is all digital. We do Facebook, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn ads. And I'm just going to be looking at doing CB24 ads as well. Oh, really? Uh, Congratulations oh, on that. No, thank you. No, we, I take my business very seriously and, and I'm very strategic with this where I invest my money. But so right now, so this year is about very carefully placing my marketing, my advertising dollars in places that are going to give me big results. I just finished running some Facebook and Instagram ads. So before going back to any more advertising, I'm going to now focusing on sales. And then my sales strategy um, is old school. I have a very big network and I use that network and I try and talk to people just talking, building relationships, having real authentic conversations, because if you, all you focus on is Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, and all you focus on is just social media, and you don't actually talk to any of these people that you build a connection with, you're, you're spinning your wheels. You got to talk to people. So right now, the goal is to talk to a lot of people and turn these relationships into, into, into sales, find out what these people are all about, what their needs are, how can we help them? And then when we reach that point where we know what we do to help them, and we, we agree on what that is, then we help them with that service and tr increase our sales. So these next six months to a year is really, I'm focused on the sales strategy and the direct approach of talking to people when it comes to sales. Mm -hmm. And then year two is um, building my my staff adding some more designers some more marketers and then take that money um, that we made in sales and have a stronger marketing campaign an ad campaign for ourselves so i essentially everything i'm doing right now we just sort of keep doing it better slowly as we get along so you're, you're trying to stay as lean as you can right like you're not going to yes. try and hire a bunch of staff right away especially if the pipeline or the funnel is not full that exactly. you can better utilize it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I want to make sure that funnel, that pipeline is full. It's like, it's busy. It's like I need to have a, uh, there needs to be a reason why I have staff waiting for work. You can't just have them sitting around and there's no, there's nothing to do. But the good thing about my business model is I don't have employees. I don't have staff sitting around making, being paid by the hour, um, getting a salary and, and there's, and there's not enough sales. I work with other business people, other entrepreneurs, uh, freelancers. They just sign con contracts to get paid when they work on a project. I don't manage them. I don't tell them when to take lunch, when to take vacation. No. There's no employee staff structure. It's all about project management. I manage project. I'm, I get all the sales in. I take care of the customers. They take care of the projects. And if, and if they say, oh, you know what? I can't take this project because I'm going to be away for, for two weeks, three weeks a month. Okay. I'll take care. <laughs> yeah. I make sure I have backup. Very good. Yeah. It's challenging because I guess maybe some small business owners, they may make that mistake and they'll hire a couple of people or they, like, even if they hire a couple of contractors, 
they become so reliant that they don't build, like you said, backup resources that can take the load if, for some reason, the one they use can't make it for, let's just say, two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to keep everything, I'm, I'm matching everything. In terms of the revenue I'm gener- generating and the amount of clientele that I have to service, I make sure I have a set amount of designers, marketers to match that workload and none more. Because although I'm not paying them a salary and I'm not paying them you know, hourly or whatever, I still want to make sure that they're busy and that they have enough work. And it's, it, I want it to be in line. So as we grow, that's how we grow. We make sure that the income is, is going up. And when the in, income goes up, then we, okay, we take that money, we invest it into better marketing, better advertising. And then that drives more sales. Then we add more staff to match the new clients that we have to service. So I keep it that way. So it's always this nice balance. Oh, nice. And and j- just a quick question on this one too, because you know one of my last podcast guests, and they were uh, like they were a home renovator company, home renovation company, and one challenge that they talked about was finding the people there, finding the actual mm-hmm. staff. To, even if it's a contractor, do you find working with the the people you've outsourced these up to help run the projects and do the services? Do you find that you're having to pay a lot more, a little bit more, or just around the market rate that's right now to get them to help you out? Interesting question. How much I pay them is not really the issue. I don't have an issue with it. The money is actually right. They're they're happy. Anytime I advertise to hire someone, I, I get flooded with resumes. <laughs> okay. Flood, flooded. I'm like, what, what the heck? I think they like the, uh, the business model because they're, they're still their own boss, so to speak. And the money is, is good. I keep it fair. So that's not the struggle. The struggle for me is finding the right people, right? Good work, work ethic, professionals, getting things done on time, a timely manner. They don't need supervision. Like the right, not an empl- I'm not looking for an employee. I'm looking for someone with a, business, entrepreneurial, I'm running a I'm running my own operation type of mindset because that's what it is. I'm not going to, if you don't, if you will deliver, I'm not going to sit you down and have a chat with you and give you paper to sign to saying that I'm, I'm letting you go because you don't work for me. You don't, the contract says you provide a service. I require that service as you deliver, then we keep coming back to you. You don't deliver, we don't call you simple mm. like it's not there's no hr required none <laughs> so is, is it just like you have them on a retainer when you first bring them on or is there work for them right away or just keep like an open agreement say okay we'll it's sign open you up agreement. okay so it's whenever completely open okay so when something does come in then you just reach out to them okay yep got some work yeah, just like that and i'm going to keep this um business model for as long as possible because it's the most cost effective. But as we get busier and busier, I w- it's going to change. It's, it's going to, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to do, make it more attractive for the people who sign a contract with. Yeah. Then I'll probably throw in a retainer say, okay, sign a contract. You're going to get this much. And then, but you have to stay for this amount of time. Like I'll tweak that contract. Right. Uh, but right now it, it's just, it's an open ended contract. And again, I'm being, I'm learning all this because my previous business, I just went nuts with, with spending. Oh. Uh. I was overzealous. I lost my mind. I was like, oh man, we're, we're going to take over the world. <laughs> I was spending all sorts of marketing and advertising and taking people out to dinner and coffee. Like I was, like I was Puff Daddy or, or Justin Bieber or Drake. <laughs> and you're like, what's this COVID thing I keep hearing about? I don't know what they're talking about. This is before COVID. This is my That's last That's what I'm business. saying. So you're like, this, you're building, you're building your company. You're doing really well. Spending the dollars that, that you wanted to, to lure in some really good big accounts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then, like you said, COVID just tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, Brian, can I speak to you for a second? <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened. So, which is really yeah, sucky. Yeah, that's what happened. And that's why, that's part of the reason I tend to start the podcast too, because it's to hear from the owners, right? Uh, the small mm-hmm. business owners to hear how they're do how are they running their operations? Because what I find from some of the other podcasts I've listened to, a lot of it is the top down approach where it's from, whether it's someone from the government or some, you know, multi-million dollar company telling you how it's supposed to get done, where I'm like, I'd rather hear from like the bottom up where I'm talking to the actual people in the trenches, either right. working their businesses and how are they doing it and, and the stories that they're telling. That, that's a that's an awesome story you had there where you thought you were going to basically be 
Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, or whatever his name is. I'm not too sure anymore. So you're about digital marketing. So in terms of social media, because I think for a lot of small businesses, they feel like they have to flood that social media part. So what social media do you use for your business? How do you maximize its effectiveness? What I have learned, again, I've learned a lot from my last business because I tried to do two. And I just didn't have a, a, a laser focus strategy. I was just all over the place. Just, just overzealous and not well focused. Now I look at, okay, what's out there? What are all the resources for, for marketing and for advertising? What, who am I? Well, who are we? What do we do? What do we offer? What can we do for people? How can we help them? So I, I think about where we're at, who we are on that. I say, okay, you know what? The best way for us, for me to really get out there and find those people that we can actually help because it, it's a relationship. That's how I see it. When I get a customer, it's not like, it's not like they walk in to a convenience store, even though those are considered customers, they don't walk in, buy a pack of gum and then leave. And then I never see them again. Now, that's not how our business works. When people come to us, we, we, we have to know who we're talking to. Who are you? I mean, we don't need to know their whole entire life story. If they want to tell it, they can tell it. But we need to have a very firm on the same background of what their business is all about. So for us, we have to build relationships and I've been doing that from a long time because I'm a bit of an old schooler and that's worked for me and that's what I'm used to. So my main strategy is taking my relationship from the past because, again, we have our own subscribers. We have 2,400 subscribers of VTech Solutions. I've got almost 4,000 connections on LinkedIn, almost 4,000 on Facebook. So I leverage all the, well, I shouldn't say leverage because I'm still not even halfway through all of them. I use that these people, this platform, to communicate as much as I can with these people and not just digitally, virtually, but I am constantly going through and say, okay, let me try and set up meetings with these people and talk to them. That's my strongest weapon in terms of building my business to let it grow and to increase my sales and to help people. Instagram is, we're not big on Instagram because Instagram is really more of an entertainment platform, pretty pictures, cool, pretty videos. TikTok videos, all the pretty things, all the entertainment, those are things that get the most attention. If you're trying to promote a, a digital marketing business, nobody cares on Instagram. Mm. They don't care. So I don't put too much into it. I still use it because it's great for branding, brand awareness, but I'm sticking to the things that have always worked for me from the beginning because it, 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 it works faster. Right. When someone knows you, and you have a conversation and they get to learn and you actually care and you actually have some level of investment in who, who they are. If they're ever going to become your customer, that's going to get, get to that level quicker than if they just see you random on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, very interesting. Yeah. So that's what we do now. If you're a different type of company, let's say, for example, you are a personal trainer and you got a great body, you're really fit and you're very good looking. Oh yeah, kill Instagram, just kill it. Post videos of you working out and dressed up, looking good in your suits too tight for your arms. Um, <laughs> show off what you got because you don't have to go anywhere and buy content for your advertising. You are your own advertising. Yeah, you are. The, you're the brand too, and it's you funny. are the brand. Yeah, it, it's so funny for, too, Brian. Yeah, because for like, someone who does personal training, if you walk the talk and talk the walk, how is <laughs> if you live it, you, you look like what you do for a living, then that's different because yes. it's very visual. Right. And that's what Instagram is all about. It's all about great visuals that are going to stimulate people and get them excited. Yeah. Um, digital marketing content does not get people excited. Mm. So I, I have a different approach and I'm, I'm going to be changing it up in terms of how I put out my content on social media, specifically Instagram to make it more visually appealing. Mm. Cause right now it's not, I just put random stuff on there, but I have another strategy to make it more visually appealing to tell the story while still being Interesting. Got it. Got it. But that's the next phase. Right now, we're not really focusing too much on that, but that's, that'll be probably next year. Oh, excellent. So I like the fact that you have everything, some long-term strategies where the year, yearly strategies that you want to, to achieve versus most people, they're like, okay, I just want to, I just want to sell a lot. I just want to generate sales. Okay. How much sales? I want to land X number of clients. Okay. How are you going to do that? Exactly. Right. So yeah. I think that's why, they, that's why they need to lean onto like people like yourself who can guide them through 
some of the phases, especially for some of them who don't really know how to start. They may be good at a very specific task or a right. business, but they don't know how to grow that. I might have to reach out to you after this podcast and say, how can I help grow my presence up as well? I'd love to talk. And I, I try to stay in my, I talk about things that I know that I have experience in and a passion for. So I'm, I, I love to talk to good people. You just seem like a really cool guy. I remember you from back in the days when we worked together. And I've already had two two other people we used to work with that, that have been on the podcast. So I've already had. Oh, Anderson. Anderson. Yep. And, love Aaron. Love and Anderson. Love the, her. The other Aaron. So oh, he was also okay. on the show as well. He was, he's covering like restaurant tours. And she's obviously oh. doing the online personal training as well. So that's mm-hmm. got, got them going there already. All right, awesome. So let's just, let's get your feedback on the actual industry. In your opinion, Brian, like what is the current state of the marketing industry? And what's your opinion on the direction it's going? Direction, I can add that for you. First and foremost, digital. Okay. Digital is, uh, is stronger than ever right now. The, inter- the power of the internet when it comes to how you, how you, are you, market yourself, how you advertise yourself and how you provide marketing and advertising services. It's all about the internet right now. The internet has always been very strong in that area, but because of the uh, pandemic, it's even stronger. So anyone who is in the area of marketing, if they're not up to speed and current when it comes to what's happening in the digital world, they better get on it very quickly. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Now, <clears throat> it's very saturated, mind you. A lot of people in this industry, and it's, it's huge. It's just like, it's saturated. So that could be a bad thing. But if you know how to use your online presence and how to be different, how to be authentic and to change change up what you're doing so you're not like just doing what everyone else is doing, then it's okay if it's saturated because you want to separate yourself from the rest. So that's a negative thing about it is very saturated. Like yeah. it's just, oh my goodness. And I have to try to not think about that. Right. Otherwise I, it gets a little intimidating. I get nervous. I'm like, I'm like, well, am I doing anything? Am I doing this right? And because the, the competition is stiff, brother, let me yeah. tell you, I, yeah. So I try to not let that overwhelm me because it did can, it can be very intimidating, cause, but that's life though. There's yeah. always be someone that's ahead of you and behind you or at, or, or, or the same level where you're at, unless you are a, a powerhouse, like, I don't know, like Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You know how much comp- they don't have a lot of competition. If you're too much competition, what do they do? They buy you. They buy you pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they, I, and before, when I started my, doing my business a long time ago for other things, I was like, I was looking at look at Facebook ads. Like, oh, it's so expensive. And oh, maybe I'll just try Instagram ads. They look cheaper. And then I didn't realize, oh, yeah, Facebook also owns Instagram as well. I'm like, <laughs> so it's like they're still getting my money. It's not that it's, I'm trying to give them to something else. It still flows right through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. interesting. So I guess maybe the old the Mad Men, Don Draper kind of feel, does that still have a place right now? Or that's going to be unless... Uh, like you said, COVID's done and, and gone with. Will that ever be? I think everything has its place. Most things, like the old way of doing things. It's just a matter of, okay, how much of each of these things do I do? Right. I think that's the thing. For example, probably seeing, well, or no, what do they call it? What do they call it? Like when people deliver flyers to your house. Yes. I don't know what they call those people, but they, you, you get random flyers that'll I, I get them all the time every week i've got a, a package yes there's random flyers and a small newspaper all that in my house this type of advertising and marketing it's just not a good idea no <laughs> it is it, it is one of the it, I, I suppose one at one time it probably was probably great yeah probably before the internet before the internet yes probably because how else are you gonna reach people in there but now you know what i this is funny you know what? When I go to my uh, mailbox to pick up my mail, because I live in that in, in in townhouses and they have the mailboxes all grouped together. Oh, like, the community you know, boxes, right? Community boxes. When I go to pick up my mail, there's a, there's a recycling bin right next to all <laughs> the mailboxes, so and it's full of flyers. Oh wow! And I think for a lot of people too, they look at that. And I, I remember looking into that a long time ago for a different business venture when I used to do uh, car detailing. I thought maybe I can do that. Because, you know, when you see it, when you actually open up, I actually do take the time to actually go through the flyers. I don't good, really, good. I don't actually go for any of the services, but I only do it as, I guess for me, it's a personal thing. I'll, I'll give respect to the people who actually did try something. So at least I'll give them, 
I'll conf- at least look at it, whether I use them or not. And for some reason, it's mainly realtors that keeps showing up mm-hmm. on my thing. But I guess what I see, because when you look at the actual flyer there, that's, the, I guess, the, that packaged all these things together, like, right. oh, it's only 10 cents a house. So you're thinking, oh, wow, I can hit like 100 homes or hundreds of homes. <laughs> thinking, why not? You said it is tough, right? Unless you're like, I don't know, maybe like a physical shop where you want to drive traffic to that area. But I hope, well, that's, I hope it's still around because I want my young kids when they... Are old enough, if they still have delivery people, I wouldn't mind them doing that just so mm-hmm. they understand the, the, what it's like to earn a dollar. And uh, I'll, I'll go with them. I'm going to charge them 20% as a security fee just to make sure that they actually finish their job. So aside from that, so Brian, so in terms of the digital marketing space that you're in, and like you do a lot of different things, what are the most common misconceptions you have, I guess, when you start chatting with you know prospects or clients in terms oh, of thinking yeah, what they do? That's a good one. That's a good one. The probably the number one common misconception that people, actually I'll, I'll give you two. This is and the first one is just old. It, it goes back years. People have this very misconstrued con- conception in their mind that if they pay for advertising, it, it they guarantee people are going to call them for their service or their product. So that's what they think. If I'm paying to advertise then that means how many calls am I, am I going to get? How many customers are there's no, there's, It's impossible for me to give you that number. There's no way. I, I, I'm a musician. If I can give you that number, I'm like, God, I'm like, Jesus. I, I could not tell you how many people are going to buy your product or service. Really? No, I can't. Any marketing person that tells you, okay, if you spend this much, you're going to be guaranteed to get this amount of customers or this amount of sales. Lies. Wow. You, you can't, that's like saying you can manipulate in the mind of people. You can read people's minds. It's, it's, it, there's just no way. Now you can probably, you can say you can have a ballpark, say you could potentially make this amount of sales. If you do this or that, if you follow this path and, and do this and you can potentially make this amount of money, mm-hmm. but you can never say you're guaranteed this amount of sales. If you do this type of marketing advertising. A lot of people I've been talking to for years, even before I started this business, I've, I've been in sales and marketing for a, a long time, even before I had my two businesses. And I used to get that question a lot. Okay, I better get some sales. Holy crap. So I'd have to, I'm good because I'm an honest guy and, I'm, and I want to be realistic. I, want, I don't want to be disappointed until I'm listening. It doesn't, there's no guarantee. So that's one. And now fast forward to now with the power of social media, Everyone is losing their minds to get followers, just losing their brains and thinking that those followers are going to equal sales. Hold on. Stop for a second. It it doesn't work the same for everybody. First of all, let's go back to the personal trainer. Let's say you're a personal trainer. You have a great strategy to make great videos, great content for uh, Instagram. And you're posting all kinds and then you get, and then your, your follower list just shoots through the roof. Okay. Where are the, where are these people? You service the general Toronto area, but uh, let's say 30, let's say 40% of your followers are in the United States and Europe. Right there, those are those, those will never be your customers. <laughs> they're never going to be your customers unless you're doing a virtual thing. And that still doesn't um, guarantee they're going to be your customer. If you're doing like, like in-person personal training and 40% of your followers are in the U- U.S. and Europe, and you only service general Toronto area and you have, let's say 30,000 followers, which is a good, a good number. 40% of, of those people will never be your customers. Right. They're and just, they're the just rest, there. To, they're just there to see what, what else you're doing. That's pretty exactly. much it. So don't misconstrue followers to potential clients. It does not, it's not one and the same. No, that, that's a great point, actually, because when I was looking at some of the metrics, at least for my podcast so far, the biggest amount of downloads are coming from the U.S. Yeah. Even though it's funny because this is all mainly about Canada and Canada mm-hmm. ranks maybe a fair distant second. And for some reason, the U.K. and Spain, maybe I should make I, this more worldwide, or at least to talk to different owners from other places. You actually, know. do it. Yeah, do it. Uh, absolutely do it. Because 
First of all, you have a very good radio voice, by the way. You, oh, thank you. Your voice sounds Okay. And you're, you're pretty easy on the eyes. So you got that going for you. Where's my wife on this? So she can hear this. <laughs> See, Brian says I'm handsome, sweetheart. Seriously. I'm not asking you to date or anything. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to get any testimonials there, Brian. That's all I'm doing. So, yeah, make it go worldwide. Why not? Because for all this could turn into a, I got this could be a big thing for you. It could be, right? Don't, don't, sell, don't sell yourself short. If, if you can make this go uh, as a universal thing, not Canadian, go for yeah. it because you could probably learn so many things that, that are not Canadian related. Yeah, no, that, that's true. And I think one of the best quotes I remember hearing, it's from a podcast I did, I do listen to where the CEO was basically saying, look, when he's talking to whether it's clients or suppliers that he works with, he's look, I don't want a one night stand. I want a marriage. <laughs> Yeah. So that when you're talking about relationship building that you're talking about, you don't want the ones that are just going to buy from you once. Okay. Right. Great. Yes. That appreciate right. the revenue. Thank you. But right. you want something where you, everyone's making money. Everyone's build, everyone's growing. You don't want, I think that's why the fact that you're really trying to build these relationships to help everyone to try to, because obviously the more you help them, the more mm-hmm. they're going to help you at the same time. So they're giving you the revenue, you're giving them the awesome service and you're helping them grow their business. Then they look at you as that strategic partner. They say, okay, we need Brian. You yeah. Know? I want relationships, um, not customers. Exactly. That's what I'm, I'm looking for business relationships. And some of them, some of these people have become my friends, like my actual real friends. Yeah. And to be honest, like I, I always tell people this, by no stretch of the imagination, am I broke? But I'm also not, sorry, but I'm also not rich. So if, if my last days are, are upon me and I only have a couple of weeks or days to live, to be honest, I'm looking at my career like, you know what? I did good. I did good because at the end of the day, for me, honestly, I just want to be happy and I want to help other people be happy. I put that before money. And if I had this mentality, Years ago, I would probably be rich. Yeah. I think that I, I, the richest people will probably tell you the same thing. When they put happiness of their happiness of their staff, their family, their customers, when they lead with that, oh, you can't lose, brother. You cannot lose when you're out to help people. If you're like, oh, I'm going to be rich, you might get rich. But it's gonna it's gonna fall apart at some point. If your heart and your mind is not in a good pace, place, you're gonna you're gonna come across some tough times. How do I know? I lived it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that's great. It's great. We got a lot of nuggets on this episode, and I, and I think that the listeners are gonna really learn a lot from this. So I'm mean, gonna move. I'm gonna transition really quickly here to now. Now it's time for tips from the pro. This is the tips from the pro segment. So now, Brian, so now these set of next set of questions are related to, you know, the person that said, I got motivated listening to Brian. I wanted to start my own digital firm, digital marketing firm. Let me ask him more specific questions. Now, I obviously can't be too specific because I'm not a digital marketing expert. So that's why we'll start with uh, some simple ones. So this is to more advice you would give the potential entrepreneur that's about to start something. So. All right. So Brian, what is the most profitable niche in marketing space to start in? The most profitable? Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, now when we say marketing, marketing and advertising are very, it, it's close. Um, cause marketing is the, is the, it's the strategy, the path the, the plan to, that's going to help you attract and, and clients to your storefront, your website, whatever. But advertising is the media itself. Is it, is it a digital billboard out, outdoors? Is it Facebook, Instagram? Is it a flyer? Those are the act, that's the actual advertisement itself. But the strategy and the foundation, everything behind it, that's really marketing. But they're very close. You can't really be in one without being in the other. Right. <laughs> you you got to understand both. They, they're, <clears throat> they're so closely related. When you're in one, you're pretty much in the other. Right. So to answer, I've got the Capri face before I answer your question, radio, advertising, and uh, TV. The, the biggest dollar is if you are selling radio ads as a salesperson, you have to understand how that world works in terms of marketing. Because if you don't understand it, you can't sell it. Same thing with TV. If you're going to say, I want to be in, in, in advertising or in marketing, if you want to use either, either word in the television industry, 
Because you can, there, there, there are jobs in either radio or TV that are under marketing. But for me, if I want to work in marketing, um, in either field, I want to be in sales because the, the amount of profit you can make is, is very high, but still, you still have to understand marketing, right? Because like, like I said, you technically, once you're doing one of them, you got to understand the other. They're mm-hmm. so close. You can't say, oh, wow, I'm in a marketing business, but I'm not in advertising. Maybe you're not selling the ads themselves, but you got to know how it all works. For example, I do social media advertisements for my customers. They want to advertise on Instagram or LinkedIn or any platform. They want to advertise. Although I'm not an advertising company, a marketing company, I know how to set up the ads. I know how to set them all up. And I'm helping a customer advertise on these platforms. I don't work for Facebook or Instagram, but I'm using their platform to make money. It's advertisement, but I'm a marketing company. You see, you see my oh, point? Oh, okay. I see. Right. So same thing. You could you could probably sell ads for, well, not probably people sell ads for different types of TV stations, radio stations, and they probably have their own marketing firm, but they probably have a, a contract with that television station to sell ads and, and prepare the, the project and package it and send it over to them. It's mm-hmm. uh, And this goes back to your original question. When I told you that it's very saturated, there's a lot of different areas. That's So th- that's how it's good. Great thing about marketing. There's so many different avenues that tie into other types of businesses, like advertising and TV, radio, that you can bridge with these different companies. Yeah, YouTube and all these other things now. Yeah, exactly. But I'd say if I'm going to narrow it down, I'd say just sales for radio or TV, the the money is big. And if you like it, if you enjoy it, then you're going to be very, you know, it's going to be very lucrative. Or even better, if you own the company, even better. (laughs) Exactly. All right, next question here. So how do you educate yourself to stay up to the, the trends in the industry? Internet. Internet. <laughs> Anything you could recommend someone that's looking to get into this space, like certain, whether it's websites or online magazines or something that you... See, it, it depends on who you are. But for example, I'm blessed because I have worked in so many different areas and have experienced in so many different areas. I was able to... I've been learning from life for years before I got into this. Okay? Now, if someone's new to just getting into it. Maybe they just graduated from college university as a graphic designer, but they're like, you know what? I don't want to work for a company. I want to start my own business. For that person, since they're already a designer and they already have the the skill to the and talented design, and that's not their weakness, they need to look at, okay, where are my weaknesses? Do I have right? business development? Do I even know how to develop a business? There's B, is it BDO, Business Development Ontario? I think it's called, or BDC. I think I've seen, yes. Yeah, like There's a good place to start to get some information about uh, getting, taking some courses. We'll get some business development courses. Uh, they're, they're at Humber College, they're at Seneca, they're at York. If you want to go somewhere that you can physically sit down or do them, again, online. They, they have it online. So as a graphic designer, if you have the, the skill sets to design where you want to own the business and run the business, how good are you at the other things that you do? Are you good at business development, at marketing, advertising, sales? Are you hiring staff? There's so many things that you need to know. So you need to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to run this business? Because just knowing how to design alone, that's not enough. No, that, that's a piece, but not that, but you need to, like you said, there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. Of not a if you want it to be a, a business yeah. that you're going to run and make money. The guys that work for me, they're, they're designers. They're developers. They're not like me where they're going to, on uh, make all their money and pay all their bills and do everything with that one job and, 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 and from income that they bring it. No, they, a lot of them either work for another company full time and then do it freelance on the side or they live at home. So they don't really need full time work. This is more than enough. So they're, they're in different areas mm-hmm. in terms of how they work for me. But if you want to be the boss and have it be sold your income, you're going to need to know more than just how to, you know, use the skill by itself in terms of whether you're designing or doing video production. It's so much more as a business. Yeah, like, I think that's really good because that's a really good point, actually, because I remember listening to, uh, I'm sorry, reading a book when I think it was from like one of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of things where they're talking about when they ask 
can you make a better burger than McDonald's? A lot of people will say, yes. Oh, I can make the best home-cooked burger that you can imagine. They said, mm-hmm. okay, now can you create a system that is better than McDonald's? Yeah, to sell the burger. To sell the burger, to get high school kids to make the it's easy enough for them to make it, to have mm-hmm. all the distribution channels, have the relationships with all the vendors and most people cannot do that. that that's, that's a great point that you're talking about. Yeah the, yeah, the product or the service on its own, it's fantastic you have a product or a service. But let me tell you, there's so much more going on that that's all you have and you stop there, you're done. You're sinking in the water before you yeah. can get it. Or your growth is going to be very limited, pretty much. Yeah. Like you're gonna I be- literally, I know people like that. I literally know people who have very great knowledge in a business or in a product or in a service. And they're trying to run a business, but and they're struggling, and they, they they can't see that the reason why they're struggling is because they fail so much in all the other areas. Mm-hmm. Until they look themselves in the mirror and say, "You know what? I don't know how this to do this, that, and the other," and you either need to learn or already to hire people to do it. Exactly, which is a great thing to hear. All right, next question, there, Brian. What should be the first piece of equipment I should invest for my digital marketing business? First piece of equipment. Okay. We're talking physical equipment, something that you yes. can touch, feel if you're just starting or if you want just to upgrade it. Yeah. If you're just starting, yeah. well, for heaven's sakes, if you don't have, if you don't already have a computer. <laughs> I was using a stone tablet, Brian. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, you're, you're going to need more than a tablet. Yes. That, it, it's, no, you need more than a tablet. You need to, as a matter of fact, now you mentioned it, I need to upgrade my computer. There we go. I need to upgrade my computer. I got a new printer. It's sweet. I love it. It's an Epson yep. Ecotech, one of the best printers um, on the market. Wow. <clears throat> my computer, I built my, I built myself. I built two, I built two computers back in the day. So I used to be an IT, IT uh, analyst, oh. support analyst. And then my recent computer that I, ha- I, ha- I have now, I had a custom built for me. I went to the computer store and told them, okay, build it for me, but I want this processor, this much memory. I, I pretty much custom get them to build it for me customized in terms of what I wanted. But I need to upgrade it. So yeah, they're just getting into if you just start a digital marketing business and you have a, a slow laptop, it's old, it's eight years old, or a tablet or whatever. If you have a computer or no computer, but if your computer is fairly slow and outdated, get yourself a powerful computer. Get yourself internet access. If you if you have a limited access on the internet, nope, get unlimited. Right. Get unlimited because you need to be able to do multiple things online. You can't be running out of internet space. You could also add is like you said, aside from having a great computer, making sure you can get the fastest internet you can afford. Yes, you know, yes. And, and especially in the in the visual space too, like having a decent webcam helps, at least, at least for if you're doing a lot of face-to-face remotely. Because yes, sometimes yes. it's nice to actually see the person you talk to. And yeah. if it's so laggy and then you're freezing half the time, for whatever right. reason, that's not going to look the great, especially if it's a, if it's a prospecting call where, you know, right. they can't, you can't meet them if they're overseas and this is the only way you can do it. And if you're laggy and they can't barely hear you, you don't want to miss out on that kind of opportunity. Yeah. The bottom line is if you're going to run a digital marketing business where you are doing something similar to me, because some digital marketing companies, they all specialize in certain areas, right? right. I have a, a wide variety because I don't do everything. I have the, the experts do it. Then I get the, I handle the uh, customer interaction, sales, all that sort of stuff. So if you're doing like website design, website development, and uh, SEO, let's say that's what you're doing. Yeah, then get yourself a powerful computer, high-speed internet, and any other equipment based on what you're going to do. You don't get a whole bunch of equipment for stuff that you're never going to do. Again, go back to what I did when I did my first business. I spent too much. Right. Don't overspend. Unless you're like rich guy, yeah. like rich dude, then go nuts because it doesn't matter. You, you can always write it off, but you still don't want to it, It's fun too, right? Front. It is fun, Brian. I think that's what the fun part is about being a business. That Oh, I can write it off, but so you buy a lot of stuff, right? So whether you actually <laughs> use it as a just-in-case thing, I might need a 20th microphone. <laughs> Even though I mainly use one. Maybe right. two at the most. Yeah. You don't need five or six unless the, unless you're planning to grow it like that. Yes, yeah, stay, no. stay, within, stay within your budget. There we go. Stay within your budget. Get what you need. Think about what you may need in the future and make note of it. And then, yeah, when the time comes, like, okay, upgrade, add stuff um, that I need. I do it all the time. Like, I, yeah. I had the same monitor 
it, the, the damn thing you would not die. I was telling myself, I was telling myself, okay, I'm going to be a good boy. Yep. I'm not going to buy a new monitor until this one dies. The damn thing wouldn't die. <laughs> I had that monitor for 10 years. I'm like, oh my God, die already. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Gosh, damn it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I went and I bought myself a sweet monitor. That's why you look so good right now. Now this is my monitor. I'm going to assume it's my face. It's not the monitor there, Brian. So that'd be <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mostly your face. There we go. But, but my monitor makes things you know, show up better. Yeah. All right. Last couple of questions on this part here. Then we'll go to the more fun stuff here. So what is the best strategy in your experience, Brian, to deal with difficult clients? Ooh, you're, good at, you're good at this. Thank you. I think this is going to take over whatever business that you're running on, on, on the back end. The, it, this is going to crush it. Oh. Your, your podcast game is fixed. <laughs> now I forgot the question. <laughs> Best strategy for difficult clients. Okay. For me, to be honest, as talking to me, you may remember from working with me, I, I've changed a bit, but mostly the same. I'm a fairly happy guy. Yeah. I've never seen I, you yell. When we used to work together, I've never seen you stand up Smash the phone down after having a really difficult call. No, I've never seen that once. It's hard to get me there. Yeah. Very hard to get me where I'm like, where I'm going to lose it. So I'm at a level in my life where I'm positive. I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I'm blessed. I look at what I have. I'm like, man, so many people would love to have what I have. I'm, I'm such a fortunate person. I'm, so I stay mindful of my level of negativity. I'm very mindful of that. that sometimes I, I, get, I even ask people that are around me, like, well, does that sound negative? Am I, am I being negative? I ask my friends, my wife, whatever. I'm like, what's my energy? So I try and maintain that uh, as far as much as possible. So when I come across a customer that's um, the opposite of that, that's being very difficult and just like giving me a hard time. I actually dealt with a customer like that one time where I was helping him out. I gave him discount after discount. I was like bending over backwards. I gave him a package that's worth probably three grand and I gave gave it for I think 1500. So it was like a half price deal which is pretty good. Yeah. He kept asking for more. And not nice. He wasn't being nice about it either. He was being rude while asking for more. So I finally I, I said okay that's it. I'm not, I, this is the, there's not enough money on the table for this abuse. It's like the, when you try to haggle people on the street, you know, at a market, right? Some people take it. Or as I've seen some where, you know, people go to a car lot. They're like saying, all right, give me the best price. And then they're coming off as this very arrogant, you no, know, yeah, talking down. That's to how someone, he wants. And th- that's not fun at all. That's how it So you know what I did? I said to him, you know what, Mr. A and B. Okay, I don't think I could leave another day. Yep, we'll call it. You know what, Jim? I don't think it's best that we do any business together. I said in in that tone, I wasn't yelling, screaming, not. I don't think this is a good idea. So tell you what I want to do. I'm going to give you your deposit back. And I think you should find someone else. I don't think this is a good business relationship. I don't think it's good for both of us. And sometimes people just have to go their separate ways. I think it's probably best. Being able to cut someone loose. Because it's it's just a toxic relationship, right? They're changing who you are. If mm-hmm. they're depressing your business to the point that you almost dread whether you're seeing that email or that phone number, it could be a thing. Like, and I know it's hard for some people, especially if it's a very high paying. If they make up a good chunk of revenue for you, it, that that's when it gets really hard. But at the same time, you got to balance it out to say, okay, look, if I'm stressed all the time, if I'm not producing the best quality because I'm missing out on. Pe- on future prospects because I'm putting much effort on this person is just being extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, don't fight with them. Don't argue. Don't go down to that level. You're in business and people are listening. Remember this. You are in business to help people. Help first. Okay. Right. If you're in the, you, if that's your mindset, I'm going to, my service is going to help people and that's my goal. The money is going to come. A good and point. if you come across a situation where someone doesn't appreciate you and you're trying your best to be nice and be helpful, you're taking advantage of being mean and, and you can lose that money without breaking the bank, lose it. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I trust me, it's going to come back to you twofold. And that's exactly what happened to me. Wow. That's what happened. I gave him back his, his deposit. And then a couple months later, I ended up making probably actually... As a matter of fact, today, I, 
to this day, I'm still making money because of a client I scored through his business. Wow. Yep. And I probably made, I think, probably all, almost, probably about $8,000. Oh. Remember, it started off as 1500 Yeah. From him. I gave him back his deposit, gave him his money back, and I ended up connecting with someone through his business. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I, I made $8,000 through that wow. person. Why? Because I did the right thing. I didn't get mad. I didn't swear. I, didn't, I just genuinely didn't want this toxic relationship because I'm like, I can't help this guy. I can't help him if he's making me miserable. Exactly. I'm not going to fight with you. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with you for $1,500. That's not- so not only does it take the pressure off, the tension, it keeps you in a happy, positive space, it's going to come back to you. Hmm. And this, that's exactly what happened. One of the best decisions I'll ever remember that I've ever made in business was doing what I did. Wow, that, that's a great story. That, that's awesome. And now that you benefit from it as well. So, all right, last of the quote unquote serious questions before we wrap up and just have more of the fun stuff here. So, a lot of, as you can imagine, Brian, a lot of owners, small business owners, especially when they start off, they work crazy hours. And some of them may be single and may be fine, but others may have, might have a spouse, they might have a family. How do you balance everything in your opinion? What do you think, any tips that you can give people how to try to balance their life with all the, of trying to be a spouse, a parent, or just being a great person in general, but also. They have to live in, they have to live their own life. They have to, they have to think that you can't do what the other person's doing because that's what you heard you're supposed to do. If that doesn't fit into who you are. So you have to find a way to make it work for your lifestyle. If you have three, four kids, wife, grandmother, dog, cat, and, and then you're driving all 20 kilometers a day or what are three hours a day across the city and you're not eating, you're not sleeping. No exercise. You're falling asleep at the the wheel. Yeah. Then then why? How much money are you making? Are you making, are you a billionaire? Yeah. Are you just make, are you just regular Joe job? Yeah. Uh, or you're running your own business, but you're not, you're just spinning your wheels trying to do all this stuff. So people have to look at, you have to look at who you are. Who the hell am I? What's my life? What's my responsibilities? Start there. Start with something that fits who you are now. And then eventually just do as much as you can within your own realm, your lifestyle and do as much as you can without burning yourself out. Because you can't do, if you're burned out, there's no way you're going to be able to grow. It's impossible. If you're tired and stressed and you can't even, so you got to make it work for your lifestyle as much as possible and then change it up as you go along. Say, okay, you know what? This is going to work better. Maybe you have to drop some things. If you work out five days a week, six days a week, maybe cut out, all right, unless you're you're a professional bodybuilder, then that's your job. Your job is to live in the gym. Exactly. But if you are not, why are you working out six, seven times a week when you're already in shape? Yeah. You try to, you try to start this company. No, cut that down. Yeah. So make changes where you can to fit in and to make up the time for what you really need to do. I, I work on average 10 hours a day on average. Sometimes it's 12. Sometimes it's 10. No, no, I already said 10. Sometimes it's 12. Sometimes it's 14. Sometimes it's eight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's six. Sometimes it's four. It, it just depends. But on average, it's 10. But when I feel like, you know what? It's time to take a break, man. I can't sit in front of this computer any longer. I got to get off of this website. I just do what I got to do. No, that makes sense. I balance. Mean, balance is, is key, right? And, balance. you know, I think I, I, I echo your sentiment too, right? Because I know, especially like in a perfect world for my business right now, especially for the podcasting space, if all I had to do, Brian, was just do just do this, like you and me chatting, interviewing the podcast guests and having an awesome conversation. I would love in a perfect world to say, okay, take this episode, send it over to my editor. They'll fix it. Then I'll be checking on the social media person. Okay, how's the social media channel going? So the only thing I would have to do is the fun stuff. That's probably yeah. what my long-term vision is, where all where my day is basically, the fun thing I have to look forward to is the interview. And then yeah. every, everything else is taken care of. So then, because editing a podcast takes a while as well, right? That's yeah, part's not fun. Trying to come I up know. with quirky captions on what I'm posting to social media. That's also something that's challenging for me as well. Because as many of you may not know, I'm not very creative. So if you heard me from my first episode all the way back in episode zero, I am not the most creative guy in the, in the world. So 
That's why I lean on. I try to talk to people who are very creative that can potentially give me some ideas that I can help. So, all right, Brian. Now it's time for the rapid fire round. Let's do the rapid fun fire stuff. This is now we're basically wrapping it up now. So now this is going to be more and more lighthearted questions. All right. Question one, Brian. If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be in it? What would be in it? Yeah. Okay. Bananas is going to be in it. Right. Okay. Peanut butter. Huh? Okay. And protein infused peanut butter. So uh-huh. peanut butter with, with protein in it. They, <laughs> they actually have those. Yeah. I mean, peanut itself already has protein in it, but then they have the type that where they put more stuff that like that have protein in it. Mm. More like vegetables and stuff that, that that are high in protein. So protein, uh, so peanut butter infused protein, bananas, the the bread mm-hmm. would be made with with it's not like regular bread, it's actually a carrot cake. Oh. I love it's carrot, carrot cake. cake. <laughs> so, so it's a shape of bread, but it's actually a carrot cake. I love carrot cake. One of my favorite uh, cakes. Yeah. And I think that's it. So it's sweet. It's got carrots in it. That's healthy. Mm, that's right? healthy. So it bananas, healthy yes. again. Can't go wrong with bananas. All right. And then again, the peanut butter with added protein. Again, healthy. So a fun sandwich, but it's healthy. It's good. It's good for you. And what would you call the sandwich? Now, would you call it the Brian or would you have a, a really cool name for it? The Boff Extravaganza Sandwich. <laughs> what is Boff? Brian Alvarez Francis Extravaganza Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Put that on a t-shirt, man. You got to put that on the website. All right. Next question here. What word or phrase do you, you do you most overuse? Ooh. Basically. Basically. Right there, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I use basically too much. Wow. I change that. Yeah. Interesting. Annoying. Mine is, and I didn't notice this until I recorded my first episode, and then I was listening to it, I'm like, Wow, I say a lot. And I even asked my daughter to come in and said, listen to this. Count how many times daddy says, and I I recorded it. And she's, I think it was maybe 40 seconds. She's seven. I'm like, wow, that's more than I thought. So interesting, interesting. I'm trying to constantly not say the words, but all right. Next question here. What is something that most people are obsessed with that you just don't get? Ooh. Oh, wow. There's quite a few things. Some of them will talk about it. People are going to hate me, so I got to stay away from that. Okay. Ooh, that's a loaded one. Most people are into, but I just don't, I don't, I didn't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Or you just don't know why they're into it so much. Right. What's the big deal? Wow. That's, that's an interesting question. Oh man. Wow. You, you stumped me. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll say what. I, okay. I do. I have something that came to my mind, but it's very controversial. Okay. If people hear this, they're they're gonna get pissed. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. It's a sensitive topic, and people are very sensitive these days. One that's not so super sensitive. I was gonna say TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say TikTok, but I understand though because it, it's just it's entertainment. It's just like it's free an influx of free entertainment of all kinds. Like it's mm. just. But I'm all on TikTok. Yeah. Because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of the internet, man. I need to get off. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll tell you my couple ones that uh, stick out to me. One is uh, any reality show that's basically showing some celebrity showing off how much money they have and their oh, problems. Hate some people, people love that. I'm not really into it. Unless you were mm-hmm. watching back in our, in our day, Brian, Lifestyles in the Rich and Famous, where, but it was yeah, only that. for that specific episode, not an entire season of the same right. celebrity. That one, right. and for some reason, Wordle. I don't understand it yet. A lot of people seem to like Wordle. I don't know if you're familiar with that. What the hell is that? Exactly. It's just I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you get you guesstimate, and I'm sure a listener will correct me in the future. Where it's like there's a, it's almost like a mini crossword, but you got to guess the word. Oh, and they tell you how many tries that you have, and I don't know. Some I, I don't get Wordle, so mm. we'll figure that out. In something else. All right, next couple, last couple of questions here. Would you rather go for 30 days without your phone or an entire life without dessert? Oh, um, oh, I hate you. <laughs> You're an awful person. <laughs> You're an evil man. <laughs> if I had voted years old, evil, I would not be doing this. Oh my God. I'm in the digital marketing space. That's what I'm trying to be curious about. I'm like, my could you? phone is your lifeline almost. It's my assistant, man. Like I will. It wakes me up in the morning. It tells me my, my reminder for my calendar, for my meetings. 
Uh, it's source. It's entertainment. You're evil. But then dessert, as you can tell from your previous question, I love dessert. Yeah. Carbo carb junkie. Yeah. Don't sleep not to smoke uh, weed. <laughs> Brother, that's that that's where dessert is. That's my that's my weed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe we could change in this question in the future. Oh my thirties. Okay. It may say it may say phone, but I didn't say laptop. I didn't say tablet. I didn't say Oh, oh no, I need the phone. Need the phone? need the phone? Okay, that has to be the dessert. Dessert. dessert? Okay. It's <laughs> done. Dessert's done. It's out of there. All right, last fun question, Brian, then we'll just wrap this up here. So what would your theme song be and why? And I use the analogy, you're walking down the you're walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> that song hits. When people hear this song, they know Brian's coming. I'm laughing because I'm laughing because I have a theme song for myself, but again, really? I, I don't share it with everyone because it's bad. It's really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Only people that know me really well, they know it. Oh, okay, I get it. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you though. Okay, this one's juicy. I'm going right. to tell you. I'm going. I'm just going to have to censor the, some of the words. All right. It's by ASAP Rocky, and I think is Drake in it. Drake and ASAP Rocky. Okay. And the song is called. <laughs> the song is called "Effing Problems." Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's it's go check it out. Um, yes. when you have a chance, <laughs> it's a really bad. And song. we're warning the listeners, yes, explicit content when you're gonna that lot. A lot. <laughs> that's not no, that's good. Whatever helps motivate whatever helps do it. I had some I had some guests where they say it's you are my sunshine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Those are all very typical though. Yeah. Mine is fu- it's funny. The song yeah. to me, because I'm guess I'm a little twisted. Yeah. The song <laughs> is funny. Like the what they're what he's rapping about is very typical of rappers, but it's the way he says it, it's just it's funny, man. And I think related in a way, because yeah. I have we all have a bit of a dark side. Mm-hmm. People don't want to admit it, but we all have a little bit of a dark. And it doesn't mean that we, we go around um, kicking puppies. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and lighting rabbits on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It just means that it's it's a little bit darker than our, our fun side. Exactly. Or good side. This is a glimpse of my uh, my, my, my naughty dark side. <laughs> when you listen to this song as my theme song, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Not good to know. <laughs> yes. All right, Brian. So any other final tips that you can give anyone wanting to start their own business? Oh, yeah. That, that's a loaded question, but I think you, you can't know everything all at once. And so for me, I learned these things from other people who were ahead of me. Start, start with, passion. with passion. Don't think, don't ever lead with money. Mm-hmm. Unless your experience, your passion is actually money. You've worked in the financial industry. Right. You love numbers. You love uh, the process of sales and how money was invented, how they make money. It, your passion is directly about everything to do with money. That's, but if you're all, uh, if all you think is, oh, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to fly a helicopter, Lamborghini, woo, 10 million girls all across the world. No. No. If, if that's it, don't leave with that. You're in trouble. You need to go back, get yourself a life coach, a therapist, talk to your mom, your grandma, figure out, find it within yourself to learn to care for people. Yeah. If you cannot, for the life of me, get into a business where you're leaving with, okay, I'm going to try to help people with this service, this product that I'm passionate about. They have to come together, both. Because because when you're lacking, when you wake up and you're just tired, you're like, oh, I feel like doing this. The passion will kick you out of bed. Yeah. It will drive you because you, you, it will help with that, those days when you're just not into it. So you got to have the passion. But, but if you have passion, but you don't have something that you can, the vehicle to help people, whether you are um, your personal trainer, graphic designer, podcaster, Realtor, you like homes, you love homes. Oh my God, you like to see all sorts of homes, condos, whatever homes, the, the bungalows, cottages. You just love homes. You got to be excited about that product. It has to excite you. You got to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a, a level of, of compassion where you care about people. If you can't lead with at, at least those two, you're starting off. It's going to be a poor start. Yeah. 
No, of course, there's lots more going on. Like, there's lots. Yeah, there's more to learn. More to it. Yeah. But at the very least, you got to have a passion for it, and you have to have a caring bone in your body. Where it's, I want to use this passion to help people. If you can't leave with those two, you're gonna you're gonna have a rough start. Yeah. Until the day comes when you can actually incorporate that and change it up. Totally agree, Brian. That's awesome. So where can the listeners reach out to you and where can they? We are at BTEC, B-E-E-T-E-K, solutions.ca. So B is in the bumblebee and then tech is in T-E-K and then solution, btechsolutions.ca. And same thing on Instagram and Facebook. Just look up BTEC Solutions and awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. That was an awesome episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you took the time to let me do this. I'm glad that we uh, connected again. Um, I really appreciate this time because I mean, you can be talking to so many other people and you chose me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm honored. It's not a joke. Oh, um, I, mean, I, I appreciate well, that. This is your time. Like you yeah. spent, look, you have this fancy microphone there. I know. That, that, that thing's not cheap. And cheap. you could be, you could be talking into that to somebody else. Yeah. And you gave me this time. So. Yeah. I, I appreciate this. I don't care that you, you're juggling all these different things on your own. You don't have this big um, corporate podcasting studio where you're having 30 people working for you. That doesn't matter. When anyone gives you their time, you, you can't take that for granted, man, because they could be doing a million other things and they gave it to you. So thank you. That was our interview with Brian Oliver Francis from BTEC Solutions. And I think we learned a lot on this particular episode. There were so many things I loved in it. I think one of the first things I remember was him saying that he's not the expert in everything digital marketing. For what he didn't know, he outsourced and actually hired experts and actually learned from them so he can utilize their skill set to what he can offer to clients. I think that's a very important thing because I think everyone feels they have to know everything. No one knows everything regardless of the business. So it's nice to know that it's okay reaching out to other experts that can help you in your business. I think another thing that's very that's, that we learned a lot as well is making sure it is always helping people first. Money will come afterwards. I think that's also very important because a lot of us, they feel like we have to land those clients and get the sales up and all that sort of stuff but and make all this money that we see. But if you don't actually look after people first, that's going to be something that's going to slow your growth. If your goal is to help people and help improve their situation, that's also very important that uh, you'll reap what you sow. That's the way I remember hearing that before. All right, guys, that's another episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I will look forward to see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.